Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Black Shirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Marek. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, and my friend over there is Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Black Shirt. Jay, we are back once again, and for a third time in a row, it's a Husker win that we will be breaking down today. That's the first three-game win streak for the Huskers since 2016. It's the first um, five, uh, five wins on the schedule for Nebraska since 2019 when they had a uh, five, a five win season. So, uh, things seem to be trending up, uh, this season, especially down the stretch with Matt rules team, but, uh, Jay, the, uh, Huskers get a 31 to 14 win at home over Purdue. Uh, Purdue has obviously been a program that the Huskers have had travel, uh, trouble with, uh, since joining the big 10. Um, it's always kind of been a tight battle uh, with these two Big Ten West teams, but Nebraska um, holds on. Um, a lot of memorable plays in this one, and they get a 31 to 14 win um, to uh, improve to three and two in the conference. A four game or a four, they're in a four uh, team uh, wide uh, uh, tie right now in the Big Ten West at three and two. So things are getting a little crazy in the Big Ten West in the last uh, Big Ten West uh, race that we will ever see in the Big Ten with the divisions going away for next year. So uh, Jay, what were your overall thoughts on the Huskers win over the Boilermakers? Uh, obviously, I mean, look, I mean, the way the game started, I mean, literally uh, you're like, uh Oh, here we yeah. go. But I think one thing this team has done is, is shown the ability to bounce back. Right. And kind of hold, hold, hold force and not, you know, they don't blink. And, you know, some of the, you know, mental, I guess, training and pushing the team to be better than they had been before. Just, you know, how they go about their business, I think, you know, pays pays off and pays dividends in situations like that and games like this, right? It's adverse conditions where it was, you know, it was, it was you know, warm the week before, really cold and windy, the, the, you know, mm -hmm. the, a week later and, you know, the ball handling issues and stuff like that. But the ability to, um, you know, stifle Purdue, then come back, force a fumble and then get going offensively and take your chances and then, uh, get Emmett Johnson going finally with the breakthrough. I think that's what Matt Rule was talking about. Now, ideally, he's not talking about, you know, fumbling on a kickoff return, numerous fumbles at your quarterback or quarterbacks at three or lost three, and then obviously had a fumble first play of the game. That's not what he was talking about is, is playing good defense, complimentary football, special teams, obviously with the uh, return by Newsom and, or in block by Judy, return by Newsom. Uh, and then, you know, offense start to get explosive plays. That, that's what he wants, but he didn't want all the other stuff mixed in. But the ability to to overcome that, I think, is obviously where this team has uh, grown. You know, people can talk about the schedules easy and the Big Ten West is kind of, you know, kind of botched up. But ultimately, mm -hmm. we've been around for quite some time, obviously, for, you know, not being in a, in a bowl game since, uh, you know, was it 2016? and 16. And 16 and then uh, winning three games in a row, I think 19 or whatever. Um, that has been way too long for a program like ours. And, you know, we're, the funny thing is, is uh, as much as Nike, nice Mike Riley used to get, you know, a lot of, a lot of uh, parting shots from the previous staff, our last success has been under him. So yeah. he obviously wasn't that bad. But I think, you know, what Coach Rule, they looked right on the cusp of, of getting a goal that they probably had, uh, you know, within their, you know, meeting rooms. And it's a, it's an attainable goal. And, you know, the good thing about it is they won 31-14, probably scored more points than pe people probably uh, projected before the game. Mm -hmm. But then there's plenty of good coaching tape and things that they need to fix immediately, and they can fix immediately uh, moving forward to next week. So they should be excited, but then also uh, very, uh, you know, authoritative in, 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 in approaching the things that they need to get better at. 
let's get some of these basic stats out of the way. Uh, the Huskers outgained Purdue in total yards, 277 to 195. The Huskers outrushed the Boilermakers as well, 155 uh, to 96. And then outpassed the Boilermakers, 122 to 99. So another stellar um, defensive effort from Tony White's crew. Um, and the offense, you know, did did some good things as well here and there, uh, which you want to see. But let's get into these uh, highlights right now. We will have five of them, and I'm really excited to get to some of them. Um, and again, uh, you know, for the box up in the top right, I can't change that. So we're going to be cutting off Heinrich Harburg a little bit for the viewers at home. And I apologize for that. But let's get into this. Jay, this is a way uh, this is a clever way for Marcus Satterfield, in my opinion, to get the ball in. Uh, Josh Fleeks's hands and uh, right. Josh Fleeks has had um, plenty of experience in the backfield at his former uh, program Baylor um, he's played a lot of running back receiver so it wasn't too shocking to see Josh Fleeks in the backfield right next to Heinrich Harburg's left shoulder but I thought this was a pretty good way to get to get uh, free up some space for Josh Fleeks with uh, using Thomas Fedoni right yeah, I think it's a, I mean, look, you want to find different ways to get the ball to your playmakers and it takes unique timing and, and look, Purdue, they're crowding the line of scrimmage. I mean, look at them. They're all within three yards of line of scrimmage. So it's, yeah. there's not a lot of open space, right? But you got Thomas Fedoni there and you got Fleeks, who's a kind of a hybrid type of running back. He can play mm -hmm. receiver, running back, kind of a Randall Cobbish, right? Coming out mm -hmm. of Kentucky and a little bit of a rub route and you get it and you get it mixed up and they had bad communication. So if you take a, I don't know, three yard route where he catches it, right? Uh, mm -hmm. He catches it right at the first first down marker here, the yellow line, or a little bit before, or even not even that close, right at the line of scrimmage. And it turns into, you know, a 20 yard, uh, you know, pass. So that's how you can create explosive plays by alignment or uh, play concept. So it's a really good job there, um, you know, by Marcus Adderfield with the play design. Uh, Fedoni got caught up a little bit in the trash, but when you have, you know, what is it, one, two, three, four. Uh, nine bodies within four yards of line of scrimmage. That's going to happen and, and produce over aggressiveness by alignment really hurt him uh, in this play here. So, you know, it was the right play for the right time and even better execution. And then also I want to give a props to the, you know, for, for the most part, the offensive line, those five guys yeah. block, block pretty dang well uh, throughout the game. And uh, you know, for, for a group that had a lot of obviously new faces in there and could affect the continuity Mm -hmm. uh, against a very, very active front four or front, you know, seven guys there for Purdue who have been active in every game that they've been in as far as tackles for losses and sacks. Uh, it's a commendable performance, but then obviously the the payoff is getting the ball to Fleeks at a unique time, right? It's 0-0, zero, zero, and this, is, this yep. is something that you need. You're kind of backed up here. Not kind of, you are backed up. You need a first down, just kind of get better punting. And, but then it turns out to now we're really uh, cooking with peanut oil, as I like to say, is because we're getting closer to 50. So it's a huge play right there to go from, uh, you know, the 19-yard line to uh, about the 40-yard line. Mm -hmm. And that's a, you know, it's a 21, 22-yard uh, explosive play. So, Jay, when you're teaching, like, receivers to run these pick route, rub route, whatever you want to call it, when you're teaching, like, Fedoni's route right here what are you telling the receiver are you like intentionally aiming at Fleeks's guy or somebody in like specific on the defense or just take me through a kind of teaching a pick and or rub route well you're not aiming for a guy because you don't want to be called for a legal pick but you're running yeah. with certain depth you're running this crossing route with certain depth and you want to get in the face of either number four and they pick this up on tape this is man-to-man -man defense Purdue is not uh you know playing any type of pass off concept and mm -hmm. you see their linebackers didn't didn't come downhill and attack their coverage, right? 
So now that allows Thomas Fedoni to get kind of bumped off there by number four. Yeah. And then it allows Fleeks to get an edge on, I think, number 21 or 27 to get in on a flat route. So the way that Purdue runs this, and they maybe picked up on this maybe from Illinois last year, right, because of the defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Walters, who's now the head coach at Purdue, they don't pass this off, right? So what you can do, and, and it hurts a team like this to where you don't do half-line communication if you want to pass it off on one side and just lock up on the backside. Um, they didn't do that. So, um, you know, for, for Doney, he's running with the depth. He's trying to get across, right? He's trying to get across the field and, you know, a little bit of a body blow, but you got to fake like you're trying to get out of the way and, and try to avoid him. Yeah. And he kind of did and, uh, you know, and got knocked down. I mean, it was a good acting job. So but, you know, you want to make it look at realistically – Uh, possible that you're trying to run a route so the referee doesn't ding you for a legal pick. Absolutely. And that's something uh, these pick rub routes you see every single game in the NFL, uh, college, high school, you know, it's extremely common. Uh, Jay, what about this one? I really, this one caught my eye from the press box, the stunt up front on the D line, um, sending the two inside guys, Nash Hutmacher, Ty Robinson out and the two uh, edge guys in and then it just kind of it was a well-timed uh stunt i think because it kind of ruined Purdue's run play here yeah it's it's kind of reversing the roles here and, and giving the offensive linemen a lot more see so you actually take one guy who blocks three if you see that on the right side with princewell and uh same thing with jamari there watch this right here watch princewell take the guard or the center guard to tackle here yeah. right Mm-hmm. Um, right. So it allows Ty Robinson to come out. And then you have Jamari <laughs> Butler coming down the line of scrimmage. He kind of gets uh crackback block a little bit. And then when yes. he reverses field, it's a good job by Nash Hut- Hutmacher right here, right? Mm-hmm. He never got past the runner. He's kept his shoulder square. And then Phelan Sanford, who I think number three didn't estimate the hell with the fastest guy on the team is, it's him. <laughs> yeah. And so it turns on to from first and ten to about first and eighteen. I think that's about an eight-yard loss. Uh mm-hmm. good job by Omar Brown coming there too, as well. So oh, yeah. What you do is you're trying to, you know, muck up the uh, the the blocking scheme there on the run, and it's a really good job. And what also I want to show, like, uh, in this play, if you go back, is a good job by uh, Luke Reimer right here. Getting into a block right here, you're kind of, you know, finding where you need to go. Yeah. Good good chance right here. Good hands right here, right? Good to shock and release. Mm-hmm. And I like how he's he's gotten better at throwing the guy off fast and violent. Yeah, right there you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, to get off, get off of him. So, so sometimes when you run these stunts, you can get washed a little bit, but I think Nebraska has done a good job of running the stunts and keeping their square or their pad square and uh, being physical and then also being smart. And so, you know, Nash Hudmarker allowed uh, everybody else to come rally and you saw, you know, uh, essentially Nash turned into the edge player, setting the edge. And then there goes the Phil, the alley player who filled it uh, really good and failing Sanford. So the schematic thing that they ran here worked out really well. You had two guys, essentially Jamari and uh, Princewell, take off all five linemen and allow mm-hmm. Nash to be free. And if he kept going out to play side, Ty would have been free. So it was a really good play call, really good execution and at a crucial part in the game, right? You want to have a big first down yep. and, uh, you know, kind of going into halftime with confidence and they did with the eight yard loss. Yeah. And unfortunately for Nebraska's defense, the injury bug him hit them again um, on the defense side. I, don't, I know most of them has have happened on the offensive side, but Omar Brown left the game in the second half, I believe, and did not return. So we will have to get an answer uh, from Matt Rule about what his outlook is because Omar Brown has been playing very well uh, this season for Tony White at safety. But Jay, um, how about uh, this one? Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah, this is a uh, Princewell Uman Mielen's uh, yeah. hit stick. I mean, Princewell hit stick Uman Mielen. He's flashing. 
it seems like every single every single game, the more he plays, the more he gets comfortable. Um, but Jay, th- this one kind of teed up perfectly for him, right? Yeah, him and Jamari have really stepped up this year, along with the other. I mean, the depth of the of the defense that you can't you can't take that away from. But here, Princewell, yeah. he's starting to get healthy, right? He's about you, you know better than me. He's elite. I've I've met him one time. He's about six four, six five kid right here. Yes. He's extremely athletic, right? Yep, long, and you see him right here uh where he drops out right there he's kind of a zone drop really good on depth comes out of his break i like the breakdown um same shoulder or same foot same shoulder explosive hit right here um across head across the bow this is a you know textbook tackle right here mm-hmm. in space against a smaller quicker um faster athlete right and look mm-hmm. at this i like the anticipation too once he sees it he's going to get it Gets right there, right? Cuts off the angle to be inside. So then, therefore, you eliminate the uh, running back to be able to cut across your face. And then by the time he does that, and you see it by the route, or by the uh, – if you look at the coach right there, up there, the guy yeah. up there in the red, uh, everybody's excited. That's kind of funny. But uh, I like this right here, right? Head across the face, right across the bow is what I used to say, or we wouldn't coach. And you just drive same same foot, same shoulder, and it's extremely physical play. And it shows the athletic ability there, flexibility and explosiveness right there. And he has position flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Not just a guy that can say, oh, all I can do is drop, right? A big guy right there, break down. Look at the leverage. And what I mean by leverage, uh, his his you know, his pads are lower, low man wins. And that's a little short running back that he's got to, you know, make a tackle on his space. Produce banking on number three, making him miss. Yep. And they get up the sideline for a big play. Yeah. Right there. And I think that might have been back to back play. So the first one was failing Sanford. Right. Mm-hmm. Purdue tries to get those five yards back that they missed. So it wasn't eight, like I said. So try to get those five yards back. But then you got him, uh, Princewell, making a, a play in the flat to make it even a deeper third down. So this is a back to back plays right, be- right before halftime. You want to send Purdue in uh, to halftime without any confidence. And that was in this play right here by Princewell was a big part of that. Yeah, what I what I enjoy watching, it seems like every every Saturday from Tony White's defense is just the diversity and the different looks that they give you. They might line up. So right now they're in a one, two, three, four, five, five man front. But at the snap, it looks like four come and the two edge guys drop out. It's just there's so many different combinations of things that you can do to mess with an offense and an offensive line and their protection calls. And it's just been fun to fun to watch um, from Tony White's crew because it's just like so many different things that, that you could do. It's it's awesome. So uh, good stuff right there from Prince Walt Uman Mielin. Now, Jay, we have to go with the big play, the field goal block. Uh, this one, uh, nice push from Elijah Judy. Um, I think the, the order was starting from Elijah Judy to Purdue's left here. So you have Elijah Judy, you have Cam Lenhart to his right. You have Ty Robinson to his right. That's kind of the key three-man team right there that gets the the push and kind of overwhelms number 64 right here. And after the game, Ty, Ty Robinson said that Ed Foley was the one who saw that um, on, on, Purdue ta- on Purdue's tape that number 64 was, quote, a little light in his stance. Um, is mm. what is was what Ty Robinson put it, and they thought that there might be some potential to get some knockback on him specifically and, and get your hand up and see what happens. It happened, and um, Quentin Newsom got a 68-yard uh, return for a touchdown. Well, it's good. I mean, it's a good job by scouting there, and you see him right. Yeah. He's, a, I don't. It's kind of a funky stand, especially being inside there, where he didn't get uh, get his right foot all the way across, and it was just good job. And especially it's a little bit longer field goal, uh, you know, attempt, and the kicker isn't hasn't been very good this year, right? So you yes. know, you also have to scout the trajectory of of his initial kick. 
on a little bit longer field goal. So you get off on the snap, right? Good low, low man wins. You lift him up kind of like you got to forklift these guys out of there. there you go. You got to yeah. get your hand up. And uh, Judy does a good job. And, you know, really, you know, not just on this play right here, but Judy's, you know, he hasn't been playing much, but he, the more he's played, he's starting to do a couple things. I think he had a good game last game. And then he's done some things also on defense and has a huge play. Everybody's contributing, right? Whether it's, yeah. uh, you know, offensive guys, defensive guys, special teams wise. And you see him getting off right here uh, and him and Ty right there getting moving this guy back, right? Moving 68 mm -hmm. back too, and uh, getting their hands up, right? And that's what you do and hope it's a low trajectory, and Judy gets it. And then, uh, you know, it's a really good job by Quentin Newsom right there. Johnny on the spot. Yes, sir. Catches it out of the air. And then it's party time down the sideline. It's a big play, mm -hmm. right? You go from 14 nothing, possibly going to be 14-3, and you end up at 21 nothing, right? And so when you think about Nebraska, uh, you know, you, you know, he's like, oh, you know, can we, you know, finish a game? Can we get some luck going our way? Well, these guys are, are, are creating their own luck. Field goal blocks. Um you know, getting fumbles, causing fumbles and uh, stopping, you know, when you have sudden change, you know, defensively, you know, stepping out there in the defense uh, representing. And so this is really good for special teams uh, in particular, obviously, you know, starting a game off where you don't want to have a fumble on your resume as far as special teams that they kept at it. They know they're a good team and uh, the field goal block team uh, does a really good job of uh, not only doing their techniques that they've been taught, taking their scouting report and what they've practiced to the to the field in the game tech, game field. But then also a really good job by Quentin Newsom understanding when the ball is blocked behind the line of scrimmage, it's a free ball and uh, you can return it. And he, you know, caught it out of the air. Really good job. And look, it's a it's a huge play. And it's, oh, yeah. when you're trying to make a, a run to a bowl game and, and be in the Big Ten West race and come yes. all the way down to the very end, mm -hmm. uh, regardless of the, how the seasons went so far, um, being five or three, you got to make plays like this. And so this is where you're seeing hopefully some growth and, and you know, maturation of the team and of the players individually to contribute as much as they can in any phase of the game. So I have to ask you, Jay, we see, we've, we've seen the high fives on these breakaway touchdowns more in the NFL. I think it's actually not, not that uncommon in, in the NFL, but I haven't seen right. a lot in college. So uh, Jay, when you saw Tommy, Tommy Hill sticking his hand out and wanting some uh, high fives there from Quentin Newsom, very close to the sideline. What were your What were your thoughts? Were you laughing like I was, or what? Yeah, I was kind of laughing, and uh, you know, look, Quentin Newsom is, is a great kid, so I'm happy yes. for him. You know, he yep. got an interception I think last week in the last couple of games, finally, because mm -hmm. he's been playing really good ball the last couple of years. And you know, you gotta give Tommy Hill credit. You know, he started a year off a little rough, and you know, kind of yep. just a getting getting in getting used to the Matt Rule system and how you need to be a Husker right now. Yes, and now he's a starter and he's a, a contributor and. Mm -hmm. uh, he had an interception today or or yesterday, excuse me. And then also, you know, looking at him, he's just, he's just as happy as Quentin Newsom. Yeah. So I, I like to see that because, uh, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's generally happy for each other. And this is what happens when you win some games, regardless if they're ugly or the bet your, I guess, your best effort and being clean. Everybody enjoys football when you're winning. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for these guys to get, you know, get that feeling. I enjoyed the high five. Those two were just like very, very happy. And it was just kind of like a spontaneous moment. I know it was very close to the sideline and Matt rule probably didn't like that. He didn't like that in the press post game press conference. When a reporter asked him about it, he said, uh, Matt rule said he hadn't seen um, the high five yet, but if he did, he was going to deal with it is, is his quote. So um, it was kind of a funny, funny thing. Um, but overall, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing went wrong on the play. So um, I, 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 I really like the high fives. So Jay, one more, um, one more play before we get out of here. And this is Emmett Johnson's 
uh, touchdown that really kind of put the nail in the coffin for uh, Purdue. Uh, I think we have a counter run scheme in front of Emmett and and uh, Purdue, I don't think really fits it that well. Missed a tackle and he goes in for a touchdown. But what'd you see here? Uh, look, I mean, it's, you know, you're trying to plug away at the run game, four minutes, four minute offense, right? A little bit of a counteraction mm-hmm. block really well, again, by the offensive line, you washed them down. This is what you've seen. And, uh, you know, me and you talked offline, uh, Ohio State had, you know, made, hey, teams all year has done this yeah. good, right? Yeah. You get an aggressive front really, you know, chasing the ball down the line of scrimmage. Number four here who had been causing havoc all game. Kyron Jenkins. Took himself right out of the uh, play right here, right? Because yeah. what what I say, if you're running stunts, you need to get your pair, your your pad square. He pretty much gave himself up to be blocked right here. So a little bit of a tap out session uh, here. You're down, you know, they're down by 10. They know Nebraska's got control of the ball. Good job by the line here. Look at them coming off flat right here, getting their hands on guys. Good double team there. Bryce Benhart and uh, I think that's Jenkins moving 95. And uh, number four takes himself out of the block. 30, 31 is playing peekaboo, you know, right? Not a good alley feel. And now uh, Emmett Johnson does his job, makes him miss, and then you got to turn the burners on to get home. And so, you know, look, Emmett Johnson's been running well, running hard, and it's good to see him get paid, you know, a little bit of a payoff here, um, you know, is being able to, uh, you know, get in the end zone. So you see right here, good job by Bonner right there. See where Bonner's coming in motion. He's looking for the first, you know, flash of of a white jersey and he realized oh number four took himself way out of the play he's looking now he's looking for more work now look Uh at him i like this This is good teaching tape he's looking for 21 he gets 21 and 31 and so good job by bonner of not just doing your job but going out and playing football and doing more than just you know just saying oh you know i did my job i look for him so i like it you know when you you know, big run plays are going to come from extra effort and it's got to be effort on, you know, extra effort on the run and ability to adjust. And so I think they've, you know, done a really good job and it's good to see Emmett Johnson get in there and the offense line did a good job of blocking all day. So it was good to highlight that play where they got on guys and, and uh, you know, made Purdue, you know, pretty much, you know, move themselves out of the way and, and uh, you know, get their fifth victory. And so, being five and three is what they wanted to be before the game. And uh, they went on and earned it yesterday. It wasn't the prettiest. And they got some things they got to clean up, you know, the next time they're on the practice field. Uh, but, you know, it's going to keep their attention. You know, it's good. You're going to have their attention on a lot of some things they need to get better at. And you're going to need that going on the road to East Lansing. So next up for Nebraska is, uh, yeah, like a trip uh, to East Lansing, like you said, Jay. Um, Michigan State struggling obviously it's been a weird year for them they don't have a head coach right now he got fired uh they are two and six overall oh and five they are winless in conference play they're just coming off a 27 to 12 loss at minnesota and minnesota right. rush for 200 yards uh um tyler newbin the all-conference safety he has a little brother who's a running back on the team jordan right. yeah, newbin so. yeah he he uh took 40 carries for 204 yards and right. two touchdowns so it's kind of work workman-like performance from Tyler Newman's little, little running back brother, Jordan. Uh, Jay, for overall thoughts or first initial thoughts to a, a road game? Um, it's never yeah. easy in the Big Ten, but it's a road game at East Lansing. Well, I think they can draw back on just like a couple of weeks ago. They went down to Champaign uh, after playing Michigan and getting their butt kicks a little bit and, yep. uh, you know, dealing with that and going on the road into a, you know, a, a different environment. So they can draw back on that. Uh, when they have to think about going up to East Lansing, it's probably going to be a little bit cold. So you got to go mm-hmm. out there and deal with the elements and, and practice in the elements. Um, but I think the team is looking forward. They should be looking forward to it. I mean, Michigan State's going to play, you know, they're going to play hard. They got, you know, I think their defense is pretty decent. 
Uh, but, you, you know, you can run the ball against them. And I think with mm-hmm. a team like Michigan State, who's been through so much and none of it's been on the players, yep. you know, they're on the, they're, you know, on their third quarterback. Um, you know, the running game isn't where it was and, 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 and all that stuff. And the defense is kind of hanging, you know, keeping the team in there is that you go in there like how Minnesota did and you really punch them in the mouth early. Yeah. They're going to be looking for reasons and other options. I mean, they had a couple kids go in the transfer portal already last week, mm-hmm. rightfully so, mm-hmm. um, during the situation. Uh, but then also you want to make uh, all their, you know, anxiety and things like that come true and, uh, you know, get them out of there quick. But you got to prepare. You got to prepare and you got to, you know, fix the things that you need. you didn't do so well um, yesterday. And so all is not well, but all is great since you won. But it's a good week of practice to really get focused and continue along the process of uh, being a you know a, a winning team, and that's what they've been doing. Interesting times in the in the Big Ten West, uh, four way tie. Nebraska is right in there at three and two with conference, along with Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, and the Huskers. Like I said, uh, so yep. um, for Jay Foreman, I am Steve Mark, and that was a black shirt breakdown. Um, and that was a black shirt breakdown, Purdue style. We'll catch y'all later.